into my work. Like, which one is the best one? I like that one right there. That's just it. <laughs> like, real talk, man. Being a graphic designer is, it's a gift and a curse because mm-hmm. you constantly are challenging your artistic, you know, nature. So I'm constantly doing something different, you know, tapping into something uh, artistic. But then <sighs> the thing about being an artist is sometimes you can get so artistic that people don't get it. Right. 
<laughs> like the far left, and people like, yeah, like, 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 hey, what in the, yeah. what are words in the letters? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man, just been working, man, and uh, working, prepared for hip hop versus poetry basketball That's be game. Mad dope. I'm, I'm prepared for verbal lessons at my house, which has been dope. Like, oh man, that's cool. So like, it was, it was like, you know, sometimes God give you something serendipitously to work with. It just kind of fall right down your lap and be the best thing ever. You know it. Mm-hmm. You like that wordplay, don't you? Mm-hmm. Serendipitous. Serendipitous. Throwing them SAT words. Now. SAT words, yeah. $1,000 words. Yup. So, uh, you know, I'm kidless right now. So, you don't know what to do with yourself. Hey, what? What? Tell you. Listening for voices and don't stuff. Don't know what I'm doing in the house at the time. Like, eh, um, what you doing today? I don't know. I, there's, a, there's a strong possibility of naked with a forecast of not going anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Like, like, chilling. Right, no kids here, which means I don't have to feed any extra humans, which means that when I eat a snack, I can actually personally eat a snack. Eat the whole thing. <laughs> like, and then put the rest of the contents up in the refrigerator for later. Like I spent like 10 minutes walking around the house just rattling the bag, just because just nobody came to respond. Rattle, 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 Hey, it sounds like something rattled in there. <laughs> <laughs> like, what you eat? What you doing? Hey, what you eat? You open the refrigerator. Hey, let me tell you who's really bad with that. Boaz. He just Boaz. If Boaz, right? If I go to the kitchen, Boaz could be anywhere in the house. He'll he's not allowed in the kitchen, but he'll be anywhere in the house. I go open the refrigerator door, close the refrigerator door. He's standing on the other side, as close as he can to the kitchen, like about to fall over. You about to feed me, ain't you? Like no, none of your food come from in here. Why are you like? Cause you eat in here. Right? This must be what a good stuff. Man. None of your food comes from in here. He'd be ready though. He'd be like. And he do this thing though, where he'd be drooling like mad hard. Really? Oh my gosh. Like, uh-huh. let me be eating something, and he's something I fed him before. Like, mm-hmm. cheese. If I have a piece of cheese. You like cheese? Oh, my God. If I have a piece of cheese, and I'm in here eating cheese. Like Boaz will literally drool. Mm-hmm. It is disgusting. <laughs> it is disgusting. I'm like, bro, go to the cage. Just mm-hmm. go to your cage, leave me alone. Go wipe your face. You look disgusting. <laughs> Reference. Boaz is his dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't right. want y'all thinking he's a child. Go to your cage, Bobby. Right, right. <laughs> I'm not that type of... <laughs> <laughs> he puts the lotion on the skin or he gets the hose. Like, I'm, not, I'm not that type of dad. I'm not right here. And that's it. Like, no. Babies in cages. Right. You know? No, no. The reason why I say that because there was a video of a grandma who was going to the yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah going to the that. store, but yeah. like there was no room in her back seat, so, so she, she put, put her kid, grandkids, in, in dog cages, cages. Oh. and, and then get out the the, in the store. Like nobody was gonna say nothing to her. Like babies just, but babies just pop right out of it. Like this is like a that was like, an adventure. Right it's adventure. It's like normal. But you know, kids as a kid, those type of small spaces. Like I used to get into boxes and go into the hide under the cabinets. When you're small, like you like, yeah, that's little slavery. You remember hiding? I don't know about you guys, but uh, I used to play hide and seek growing up, and hide and seek used mm-hmm. to be so lit because I was so small and flexible. Mm-hmm. So I would be, in, I would be under the cabinet, behind the paint bucket, like, like I was never me. They never gonna find me. They didn't find you. They gave up. Your butt stuck up Never gonna find me back here. <laughs> I used to be the hide-and-seek king, nigga. There's only so many places you can hide in this house, but you can't find me. I remember one time. Let me take you back for a Oh, Lord. 
So we had a uh, a laundry chute in our house. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go for the second floor to the basement, right? Yeah. I hid in the laundry chute, like with <laughs> like in between the the floors. Uh-huh. I was in that there like. But it's only like a little mm-hmm. box. Like I was skinny and flexible. That's real freaking skinny I was skinny flexible. and flexible. I was like... Mm-hmm. That's just like a normal size mm-hmm. box, though. I was in there being like, yeah. You're chipping. You ch- you ch- ch- hey, hide and seek. I was the hide and seek champion. Is a wrap. Like, mm-hmm. remember hide and go get it? Yeah. And they never got it. Because I was... None of your friends like, not tell each other. If I didn't want to get got, man, there was some ugly chicks in my neighborhood. Oh, family. Lord. So, like, if the, now, yeah. there was... If yeah, I wanted Booger to get got, then why you... Why are you playing with Booger Monsters? Hey, real talk. I don't know. They, they, but they always want to play, though. Like, hey, we can play. How do you get it? But you never can find me. They like, can't. Let me tell you. You not find me. They'll like, smell out. I'll be in trees watching people walk past me. Like, you see me? Like, no. Like, uh-uh. Like, you know, I'm a squirrel. It's real. Like, in the tree real quiet. I'm a squirrel. I'm hey, breathing through my skin. About pass out. Never mind. Man, so yeah, life was good growing up. What's going on this weekend, bro? Man, everything. I'm, I swear to God. Well, it's, it's not as busy as last weekend. Well, actually, kind of. Just Juneteenth this Juneteenth weekend. popping off. Um, if you're not familiar with Juneteenth, I think it's um, it's it's how we commemorate um. The end of slavery. Um, slavery was over for quite some time. <laughs> Somebody finally came. I think it was Houston specifically in Texas and told those folks, hey, you know you're not slaves. And the liberation ensued. And so every 16th of June, which is today, um, people celebrate celebrate across the nation, especially in the Texas area. Yeah, it's I was become supposed quite to, popular um, in Atlanta and Jacksonville. This is like a second year. They've been making a big deal out of it. Right. Influence crew. They're having quite a few activities this weekend. They had a, a exhibit last night. And they are having um, a sneaker ball. And um, they are having um, something else, I think, this weekend. I know the Ritz is having something. The Ritz is having something today. They're having a, um, a block party today and tomorrow. And, um, yeah. I think I might go out to Kingsville Plantation <laughs> and pull out some libations for the loss. Hey. I, I was definitely supposed to... Um... I was supposed to host kickball at the Juneteenth Festival with uh, the Martin Luther King Foundation. With the um, HBCUs? Yeah. yeah but I didn't, I didn't want to. I had too much on my plate. I was technically supposed to be going camping this week. Oh. Leaving today, a little camping. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know. You know I love the outdoors. Yeah. You know, I'm just allergic to have, have Yeah, that's why. You know, whatever. Um, and this fly situation in Jacksonville being something like yeah. epic. Is, I'm like, it's the end of the these, these These flies and these these monstrous mosquitoes. Yeah, really? You ever had a hit like, it's bad when you a mosquito lands on you, you can trail it? Like, damn, what? <laughs> <laughs> pushing you down. <laughs> like, damn, that's the heaviest mosquito. That's somebody gave you dap or something. What you been eating, bro? <laughs> like, Never been an overweight mosquito before. Like, you need this fat you can't even fly away fast. Buzz. Buzz. Like, <laughs> help me. I'm primo. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me just. I'm just. I'm not even. Man, all this blood I ain't consumed. I'm just gonna say. I need to take a nap. Uh-huh. Got itis. You know. So. Uh, what else going on? Um. Honestly, other than Juneteenth and. Uh, other than uh, kickball and camping this weekend, you know, um, I I didn't really tap into what was going on in the city because I, I figured I would be in the forest fishing. We going fishing. Like, mm-hmm. we, we doing the basin. You know what I mean? I know. I know y'all do y'all thing. Um, the cookbook, they're having um, 50 Shades of Love tonight. And oh. it's quite a few different artists. Um, Jessica Cherry, she's hosting. Okay. 
And um, MJ, MJ's performing Love really? Rain. I ain't seen MJ performing God knows which. She been performing a lot. I, I, apparently, I haven't seen her before. Yeah, I haven't seen her performing a while, but mm-hmm. she's been performing a lot apparently. So um, it's a she's lot of stuff going on. Performance too. Yeah, it's a lot of stuff going on this this weekend. Um, and then you always can do the cool things like going to Riverside Art Market, like you always can. Right. right. Um, or like uh, a, a lot of different things going on. So. Get so, you outside on. Yeah, so all day Juneteenth is popping off. Um, um, in Springfield, the People's Canvas. What's that? Mm, that sounds interesting. Let me see. Ah, it's a day of action. Join us this Saturday for a statewide day of action all across Florida for our future Florida. Uh, we'll be sending out canvas teams to talk to voters about progressive candidates. Uh, up and down the tickets. So basically, they are canvassing. Um, is it F- through the FRRC? Yeah. Yep. Now, also the FRC, um, it's a group that helps rights to restoration here in Florida. If you know anything about ex-offenders' rights in the state of Florida, it's like some of the worst um, rights that are aren't given to those who get out of um, prison. <clears throat> you know, we have no voting for those people. You really can't find jobs. Mm-hmm. So, um, the FRRC, they're working towards. Um, I think it's getting Amendment Four passed. Mm-hmm which is to allow um, ex-offenders who don't have violent offenses to right. be able to um, get to be able to vote. Mm-hmm. So if you're interested in that, make sure you look up FRRC Jacks and become a member. It's free, and they have, they're have trying to get a lot of people together so they can get some stuff moving in the city of Jacksonville. Yeah, if you know who KB is, she has a single release party today at Jaja Laprise. Jaja Laprise. You know, we was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's going to be dope. Yeah, the Fifty Shades of Love, that's the night. Um... Uptown Comedy Experience. I think they're featuring um, it's Ladies Night tonight. It's comedy shows in Jacksonville. Think of heart. Yeah, uh, STEM and um, Comedy Zone and um, Comedy Club out Beach Boulevard. Yep, it's Ladies Night and it's Clean Comedy tonight. So and then right now they're having some kind of trap and girls. If you want to get your exercise on, but you want to be a little different, they're having some kind of trap um, chair dance trap. Something mm-hmm. I saw on these um ball from trap yoga to trap chair dance. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So um. Uh, okay with that. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure you're okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, you you know, some of us, you know, we can't necessarily do any pole work, but hey, you know, chair work. Chair work is quite simple. So hey, you get your chair on, you know, you learn some new moves, take it back home, make some papers, all them kind of. Mm-hmm. Things. I can get some money. The uh, the sneaker ball is tonight. Um, ball, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's at the Carpus Museum. Yeah, all you gotta do is donate some uh, newer you sneakers. You know what I mean? Um, there's a lot going on. It's a lot going on, man. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Uh, I I keep seeing this event, but I don't know what it is. It's called Summer Never Smells So Good. I don't know what it is particularly though. And then you also gotta pick <clears throat> some bubbly at um at um Rain, Rain Dogs. Oh, it's always something Five Points. If you just want to have a day out, just go to um Five Points. Go to the movies. Go to Hawkers. Go um to um what is that um Native what's that um Jury Place Native Sun. <laughs> so it's a Jury Place out there. You know, go out there. It's got like a cool dog um boutiques out there. Just go out there and hang out. Yeah, Bart. Try Crane Ramen. Crane Ramen is. Yeah, place. I haven't been out there yet. Crane Ramen. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Yeah, it's like Japanese um, ramen. Have so many, so many good bowls. Mm. Yeah, like mm. egg drops. I like, I like ramen. Ramen is good. A lot of good bottom choice, choices. You know, I'm not a, I'm not a big eater outer. You know, I like to uh, cook. You do your cooking. Right. You know, I like to cook. You know, Mr. Mm-hmm. Grilling every day. Right. Uh, 
know, we we likes to eat any streets. We like to eat any streets. Hey, hey. Well, also make sure you always make your way to verbal essence. Check out Aunt to see whenever where his location will be. Um, from at the house for a while. Okay, so it'll be at the house. And I'm, I'm gonna make it a foodie experience show. So I'm gonna do like uh, every week I'm gonna do like this week I'm doing um salmon and asparagus on the grill for for ten dollars a plate. Salmon, asparagus, and jasmine rice. Ten dollars a plate. Um, you know, you check that out. Uh, and then next week I haven't decided what I'm gonna do. I might do steaks one week or whatever. That sounds good. Mhm, mhm, mhm. Yeah. So, um, we still do hot dogs and hamburgers. Keep it simple for some people. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, I'm doing salmon and asparagus on the grill. So you know, you wanna eat good? You wanna eat different? You wanna enjoy some live entertainment? You know, holla at your boy. Do your thing. You know. So. Yeah, so it's, it's coming along, man. It's coming along. Um, the city in itself is coming along. There's a lot of events popping this weekend. I'm excited about... Uh, I'm just excited about life, you know. Like, oh, last weekend, man. So, oh, I forgot to tell you what happened last weekend. What happened? So, I know you guys did the conference with the kids, and I yeah. wasn't able to be there, obviously, because I had my um, Grill and Show. Mm-hmm. So, the, the Grill and Show Mel, uh, Mel Empowerment event, man. Fantastic. Like... Especially because it was a two-part event. The first part was young men and adult men. Mm-hmm. And then the second part was just adult men. That first part, man, I had kids here, or young men here, should I say, mm-hmm. from eight years all the way to 16 years. And they interacted. They spoke. You know, and I made it very, uh, very interactive. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, we didn't just sit and talk the whole time. We played games with them. You know, I went and played basketball with a few, dunked on a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, you know, it was fun. You know, I had a little 14-year-old boy, like, I can beat you. And I was like, don't let these, don't let these old people fool you, pep. Took them out there, dunked on them. He was like, oh. He was like, oh. <laughs> like, so, no, but that was fun, man. Um, and then, you know, in between, we would do, like, 45-minute speaking sessions where we kind of talk about different topics and, it was wholesome, bro. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was dope. And then so 45 minutes, 15, 20 minutes of interaction and doing stuff, and then mm-hmm. you know come back in like back. And forth. It was so dope. Now the second part, the men part, men, men, <sighs> men, men. Y'all complicated. We're, we're complicated because we make it complicated though. Yeah, <laughs> it's more like complicated than y'all try to let on. Exactly, but we're complicated because we make it complicated. We put so many rules and stigmas on ourselves, mm-hmm. stereotypes on ourselves that we limit ourselves into these boxes and don't know how to escape them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the whole thing of men not knowing how to articulate or shouldn't speak about how they feel. It's the stupidest trend ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I understand it comes from the fact that men used to be protectors, and protectors need to be they need to seem and you know, in, you know. Not vulnerable, and you seem invulnerable. They may be able to uh, protect against anything, whether it's an onslaught of physical attacks or mental attacks. And, and at the end of the day, what you're doing is you're creating you're creating shells. Mm-hmm. That's what you're creating. People who uh, look strong on the outside and empty on the inside. Yeah, but I mean, from what you're saying, then I mean, first of all, the world isn't set up that way. Like right. exclusively now, right. women aren't marrying because they need to be supported. They marry because they want to be in love in a lot of cases, supposedly. Um, and even through that, the concept of it was archaic because you know if you feel something, it's going to be expressed in some kind of way. You're either going to beat it out, drink it out, or drug it out, right? Or sex it out. So I mean, you gotta express yourself naturally to be able to have balance in your life. Yeah, and, and a lot of people just don't, a lot of men just don't recognize that um, a big part of how they treat women is a 
is in direct reflection of how they see themselves mm-hmm. or how they how they handle their issues. And I, I even, you know, in, in talking to the young man, and talking, I like, let them know, like, yo, I used to try to validate myself through the, in my interactions with women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of men do that. We mm-hmm. try to validate ourselves, but, you know, you know, I try to make myself feel attractive because of my personal insecurities yeah. through the women I date, the things of that nature. Like, and it's it's stupid because we don't talk about these things. Mm-hmm. And, and so... Me, I'm trying to nurture, especially with my young men, my my, my personal boys, mm-hmm. you know, whom I'm in, who I'm completely in charge of their development. Trying to let them know it's okay to be and articulate how you feel, to mm-hmm. to, to acknowledge your struggles. It's all right to cry, you know. what I mean, understand these things don't make you soft, and that the actual term soft means nothing. Absolutely like if we talk, especially when I talk with the young men, we talked about that. Like, mm-hmm. what does soft mean? It's like, well, it means that that you're a pushover. So. It, so you're a pushover. So basically, you're telling me that you're not a, you're letting the world tell you that you can't articulate how you feel because of how they may judge you. That seems softer than being actually articulating what you feel. It's mm-hmm. like, and we actually sat there. And I was like, they thought about it. And it's like, that does make sense. You know what I mean? And I'm just really trying to... So it was dope. Like, it was epic, you know, mm-hmm. and just that dialogue. And, so that's the match needs to be continuous. Yeah, it's going to be monthly. The next one's July 14th. That's good. That's good. It's, um, yeah, sound like something that really need to be continuous. I'm glad that's something that you're putting out there. Mm-hmm. I had a, a couple of dis- disturbing conversations this week about um, male masculinity and fragility of it, or right. just the assumption, or assumption of it. Yeah, I masculinity is so fragile. Women, yeah. I used to be a hashtag. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, that's one. That's one of the subjects I wanted to make one of the shows one day about masculinity and and even femininity in in a sense, mm-hmm. and how there's a very blurred line. You know, mm-hmm. like uh, uh, I can't say that we get sued by Marvin Gaye's estate. A blurred line. Line that is blurred. The lines that are blurry. Okay. Or not visually um, <laughs> right. clear. Lines that Robin are pixelated. Up for everybody. <laughs> the graphic designer and me. Pixelated lines. Um, but yeah. So at the end of the day, man, um, it was awesome. And like the dialogue and the the aha moments mm-hmm. that the young men had, like oh, like I had uh, my nephew. His name is Kari. Um, he's nine, ten, ten. And he was like, you know, men not supposed to, like, when he came in, he came in, men not supposed to tell another man how they feel because that makes them soft. Wow. And he went from that, he went from that to mm-hmm. recognizing soft doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You know, and then recognizing that, what are you doing when you're bottling all this stuff up? Mm-hmm. Where's it going? It's going somewhere. Exactly. It's going in your behavior. Exactly. Yeah. So we talked about that. And, 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 and he left that with kind of a better understanding of himself. Mm. And that felt good, you know. Um, I have a kid that I work with right now. Every time we speak, he said, I don't know how to say that. I'm like, just take your time. We're going to sit here until you figure it out. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we're in session for two, three hours at a time, mm-hmm. which is well over two hours a session that's supposed to have with him. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, you're going to have to, you're 17, you're going to have to learn how to say what you want. Mm-hmm. I can't make an assumption. Their life is not mine. Only have so many weeks with you. Right. And so you're gonna have to learn how to open your mouth and express yourself. And a lot of that, a lot of that can be helped mm-hmm. if men, such as myself, yeah, such absolutely. As, you know, step in and just articulate it and let them know. That's a mimic. You know, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we we learn through imitation. Like mm-hmm. that's the, you know, they say this is a great form of flattery, but that's we learn most of the stuff we know through imitating absolutely. what we see. You know, and uh, so it's just we need to nurture that because we're creating shells. And what happens is the shell is fragile. Mm-hmm. It's very fragile. Once you get past the surface, it falls apart. 
And that's what's mm. happening with men. That's why suicide's in the rise. Absolutely. That's why, we're, you know, so many uh, violent offenses out there. That's why it's or just... Or even an unassumption of perversion. Right. Like, um... It's so many, especially in the black communities, weird assumptions of femininity and masculinity and perversion. Right. And like, if you, because I was speaking, it was one situation that we had to talk about, about a, uh, a child who was um, molesting his siblings. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, not, it's not someone I'm working with at all. Yeah. But it just came through conversation. And well, that happens the, more often than that. I know, I know, but the mom was so stuck on... Um, but he's and he's exhibiting gay behavior. I'm like, but what does the homosexuality of it have to do with anything? I'm like, sexuality, sexual preference has nothing to do right. with sexual aggression. Right. But it's like it's a slim line that connects the two. But it's so slim, it's almost not relevant. Right. Um, he is aggressive for those younger boys because he probably been aggressed towards. Yes. He may have. I don't think it's so much in a um a natural attraction towards men and even if he was attracted to men it don't make you being gay don't make you a pervert right exactly. those two things don't live in the same house well yeah yeah well it, that's one of the stereotypes of the world yeah that, and like, it, being gay is a perversion yeah you know but she was, she was trying to pray to get yeah, away she was saying, <laughs> yeah pray to get away but she was saying it like well if he wasn't gay then he wouldn't be um no your son is a sexual predator right that's i mean you gotta say that out loud because right. if you say it out loud then you'll get have the it authorities it makes it real and authorities to take care of it. But him being a sexual predator has nothing to do with him being gay. Being mm-hmm. gay, gay is gay, straight is straight. Exactly. Bisexual is bisexual. What do you call it? Um, non-sectional, what do you call it? Conforming of gender fluid. Gender fluid or whatever when you don't really identify as anything. All that yeah. sits in its own house. But it don't have anything to do with sexual perversion. Yeah. And black people got to stop that nonsense. Because you want to say, okay, well, if I pray to gay out of him, then he won't be a, he won't be a sexual aggressor. No, he's a rapist. And he's going to be a rapist. And it don't have anything to do with him being whatever his sexual preference is. Your sexual preference is your sexual preference. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's a lot of women aggressing upon young boys. You know what I'm saying? You see these teachers out here. Mm-hmm. Um, them, you, you, would you gonna pray away them being a straight person, uh, right? A heterosexual. I mean, it, don't, it sounds stupid when you say that loud. Right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. one thing is a predicated towards the straight other. Away. You can't, yeah, pray straight away. Pray straight away. <laughs> like, yeah, you know what I mean. To be every serious. Right. Like, you had you out this straightness. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. By the way, happy um, happy Pride Month. Oh yeah. For those oh, yeah. who are LGBTQ, happy Pride Month. Um, okay, okay, okay. So. Can I ask an ignorant question? Mm-hmm. Okay, so LGBTQ so, plus. Uh huh. LGBTQA plus. Right, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, so it's really getting. That's why they just added a plus. Right, like, it's just, it's really getting excessive. <laughs> like, it's getting ready. It's like, it's going to be half the alphabet. You know what I'm saying? Like L G B T Q A B C D E. Like, when I was back in, like, my, my, um, my, how how would I say this? Like woke tip days. Yeah, I would call them just the letters. The letters. The letters. Because I was like, I can't say all of that. I can't. What does that mean? But like getting like to getting to know how many people I do know on the yeah, spectrum sure. and like and just like it's a respect. After respect, after respect yeah. each letter because yeah. right. people because I know people so who are asexual. I know people who yeah, are trans, gay, mm-hmm. bi. Who I know lesbians like everybody just things just stops at 
oh, you're either lesbian or you're a homosexual male. But no, it's, it's not. A, it's it's a, a social like, spectrum. Like, yeah, like, Maybe literally. Maybe come up with just a word. Uh, somebody had a word one time. I was watching something. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I remember what was I watching. And they, 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 I, 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 I remember a little bit. But it was a word that they used for people that weren't either gay, lesbian, straight. Like, there was a word for it. And then there was a word for everybody that wasn't. That's somebody will take offense to it. Because, like, even saying queer is, like, a... Um, okay concept in certain cultures but not okay in other right. cultures. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's depending on what part of the world you're sitting on. But I think all the different letter acronyms allow them to be over-connected communally across the world. I think there's just, to me, and this is like I said, maybe like, black this is going to offend people. Maybe black people need to say that they black, biracial, bi- like brown, I don't know. The whole thing, like you you get to a point to where you're walking on eggshells because even in your best intention of being able to describe or define what is going on, Mm -hmm. you can offend somebody. Like you say, being in the queer aspect. Mm -hmm. You can say queer amongst a certain sect of people. Mm -hmm. But you say that over here, Mm -hmm. they're offended to the point that they're, if they want to tussle, you want to fight. And it's just like, we need to start building security in what we are. You know what I mean? So much to the point to where we are fragile. You know what I mean? In the sense but of... I, I think they are, though. I mean, I think the concept of... No, I, 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 I know, I know no. the concept of, of non-heterosexual yeah. it has been around since the beginning of time. Yeah. But the concept of the of having to label to create civil liberties towards yeah. it is a new concept. So maybe after some time, yeah. maybe not in our generation, it'll, it won't be a need for any of it. Right. Yeah, I like... How was that? Wait, I'm so confused. Alright, so we're gonna take a break and we're gonna come right back in a second. Um and we're gonna talk about relationships, but not like you know, not like that the the touchy filly, the feel good, beautiful flowers. No, no, no. We're gonna talk about the nitty gritty, the dealing with the wrong people sometimes, the the maturity of it, uh the having to mature and, and grow and, and all that good stuff, man. So we'll be back in a second. We're picking the brain. Pick. Picking the brain, um, picking the brain, yeah. Hit him with the shoulders. Yeah, shoulder game, shoulder game, shoulder game, shoulder game. And we're back. We are and we're back. back. And we're back. We is and back. back. We is back. We is back. We is back. Bike. Sound like an alien talking. We is back. <laughs> <laughs> like E.D. We is back. So we're going to talk about relationships and dating and day. Oh, Lord. Ugh. So it's gonna get ugly. Like real talk. Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, these are gonna be real life stories, real life interactions. Um, we just gonna be a transparent, and I think uh, that's what we need, man. A lot of times we get too touchy feely and pretty with the the our relationships and and not really acknowledging struggles and things we went through and things that we've learned. Uh, and so that's what this is about, you know. And hopefully we can pass. Onto you guys some knowledge so that you don't make the same mistakes. Even though most of the time you're gonna make the same mistakes yeah. because you know that's life experience. And I mean, mm-hmm. just kind of get your mind going and flowing. I'm having too many conversations with homegirls and homeboys of mine who are just saying, "Man, it's so hard out here dating in the streets of Jacksonville, Florida." Andrew Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> Andrew Jacksonville, Florida. <laughs> so you know, we're just gonna talk about it. We may not have the solutions, but just kind of rev up the conversation to kind of. You know, get your mind going and flowing. Also, to acknowledge, uh, it was interesting. Satori and I, we went and got sushi the other day uh, at our favorite sushi place. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. But, uh, you know, it was interesting to, sometimes you need to say out loud what you're experiencing or what you went yeah. through to realize and recognize that it's similar. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, it, I guess it 
it wasn't apparent to me until we sat down and had that conversation. And then um, I was like, yo, that this was my, for you. Like, it, it was the same experience, yeah. different person. Yeah. And uh, I, know, I know a lot of times in the midst of what we're going through, we feel alone. Because, like, I felt alone in the midst of that storm. Mm-hmm. You know, I had friends and things of that nature, but it wasn't. I felt like this is an experience that only I would ever have dealt with. But to hear that she kind of dealt with her experience and she felt like in her experience. I, I was alone. Right. Yeah. You know, it was, yeah. It was and though I had that same thing, I had people <laughs> who were possibly that support, but I just didn't reach out because I just thought I felt stupid. Mm-hmm. Um, why would I even let myself go through whatever? Mm-hmm. You know, it's just even though aunts, my brother, yeah. and, I, and I'm his sister, mm-hmm. we um had a very similar dating history. Like, just right. generally, if you took out the fact <laughs> that he's a guy and I'm a girl, <laughs> right. and when we dating, he's dating chicks, I'm dating dudes. Yeah. You know, we're having the same issues and the same um, um successes in our relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, and we both dealt with a, a tremendous thing. And we both was friends at the same time. We both were dealing with our lowest situation. Right, ever in life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and I was like, dang, bro, I didn't even think of it. I didn't think of men thinking of it in those terms. Mm-hmm. So, you have to say, like you said, you have to say things out loud. Right. Kind of like what people have been saying in the last couple of weeks. I've been hearing a lot of dialogue with people checking in on people, checking on your strong friends, mm-hmm. checking in on your happy friends, checking on your friends who are busy. Mm-hmm. Um you know, not necessarily for suicide, but just also for just to mental check your friends to see how they're doing and to kind of be a part of their conversation so they could be better people. Right. Yeah. So uh, I want to say I want to start this uh, by saying that if you are in a relationship in which you are not being fulfilled spiritually. Get out, man. Yeah. Physically. And you're trying to hold on uh, for dear life. Um, and it's doing more damage than it's doing good. Get out. Get out. Talk to somebody about it out loud. <laughs> yeah, for real. You know what I'm saying? Not just any old body, but somebody who you who know you know is wise and knowledgeable and maybe could help you come up with a solution to get out of it. It's not going to really get no better. You cannot change people. People change themselves. Mm-hmm. Again, you can't change people. People change themselves. I've learned that the hard way. And I would say that was significantly one of my hugest issues in regards to dating um me being a protector and a uh, a problem solver mm-hmm. uh i took on relationships where i was always protecting and trying to problem solve people who either took a complete advantage of that mm-hmm. like complete and other advantage of it or didn't appreciate it and didn't understand it and uh what happened the most with you was when you said um <laughs> was one specific person they were like you were taking care of them completely they didn't have a job and right. they were like but they were saying well why you why are you working independently as an entrepreneur like but this is paying for you to live now so right. why you why why you worry about it yeah, yeah so the situation was this this person literally lived with me i paid their bills i paid all of the all of their bills fed us and i was a full-time entrepreneur they didn't work and in the span of living with me um, in a span of two years, had only paid one bill ever. And uh, so in, in this time, also as me being an entrepreneur, they would challenge me like, um, why are you doing this full-time entrepreneurship? Like they doubted my business, but they were feed, fed and, and supplied and everything they needed was supplied through the business. So it just was really weird in me trying to to nurture this person and realizing that I wasn't even being fulfilled or supported in, in my endeavors. And it's really bad to look at it in retrospect and realize that you some, can sometimes spend so much time trying to heal 
fix somebody that you lose sight of the fact that that person doesn't care if that's where you are. Really? <laughs> you know? And, and like, they're making you drown in your process. Right. Um, on my end, I spent like a, just it was a year. Yeah. yeah. It was, but it was a hard year. Yeah. It was a heavy year. Yeah. It was like damn Trump year. <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was similar. It was like, but on the opposite, I'm a woman. So I was nurturing and creating solutions. And that person brought drugs into my home, they brought physical abuse into my home, I think they, they brought a cheating spirit in my home, um, a, belitt- a belittling spirit in my home, um, and just I just felt like trash when I got out of that situation to the point where I had to do a complete reevaluation of my whole life afterwards. Mm. But I couldn't see none of the signs before because I never <clears throat> had been in a relationship to that degree mm-hmm. where I had all those different things. I never, I never dated a drug addict. Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, and if you have an addiction to um, to drugs, then, I mean, preferably I hope you get some help um, if you see it as a, as a problem. But a person on the end of helping a person with an addiction of drugs specifically, that's a hard pill to swallow. I've never been in that situation before. Mm, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Something new to navigate. And I never really, I've, I've dealt with an abusive relationship before, mm-hmm. but that was short, not to this degree. Mm-hmm. And not when it was so mental and physical, right. spitting in your face, putting you in the headlock, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. putting you down in the corner, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. um, tearing up your home, right. you know what I'm saying, so, and that person was in my home, just as you, yeah. so it's like, how you get a person out of your house when they're crazy, Yeah. sometimes you gotta leave your own house, and I had to leave my own house for a little bit of time to get my house back, Yeah. straight, straight like that, straight like that, like that's, that's serious man, and, and, and uh, in my situation, I was with this person for a substantial amount of time, and they literally tried to destroy me while using me. Mm-hmm. Like, literally told people that, uh, you know, oh, he did such, such, such. And I never could figure out why. Um, and to finally come full circle, when I, I finally met the person who started all these rumors, and right before I met that person, you were there, Centauri. Yeah, Mom. Uh, this the person I was dating was like, well, I want to I want to tell you something. I'm like, oh, okay, what's going on? Well, I'm getting ready to meet with the person who started all these rumors. And she was like, well, I told them I started this rumor. Because I was trying to hurt you. Not realizing that that rumor literally crippled me. Like, literally crippled me. Stopped my business. Stopped mm. some of the performances. Like, it it broke uh, relationships, business relationships yeah. with people. Like, it, to this day, I'm literally still paying for the lie, she said. Yeah. Like, I'm still paying for it. And in, even through that, I still let her stay with me. So mm. that live with me, still took care of her. And so, I was trying to succeed with such tenacity in this relationship. Mm. That I let anything happen. Yeah. Cheating happen. I let, you know, and, and what's weird is, as I never badmouthed this person in the sense of what was going on. Like, if I, it was weird to, to be lied on and have everybody think, you know, you know, this is the person or aunt's this person and not ever tell the person what she, you know, what she was doing. Like, she was cheating or, or how she was trying to, you know, sleep. She slept with somebody else in that relationship or how uh, she was, you know, like, how she was lying on me or, like, mm-hmm. it was just so much stuff. Like, if I can go into that. Even my sister, sis was like, Sister was like, I don't even know why you were fighting that hard to be with her. I was yeah. like, because I had got t- so tired of feeling in you. relationships. But I remember us having, needed it to work. I remember us having a conversation, mm-hmm. um, somewhere in that relationship and I got kind of, I was like, oh, what's going on with bro, bro? Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you said to me, you said you wanted, you so wanted to be, find the right woman for you. And I never mm-hmm. heard a man say that out loud. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? My whole life. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you hear women say all the time, they just want to find that right person, settle down. And, and you know, and you hear a man say they want to settle down, like they, they don't want to be in these streets. But you were so specific mm-hmm. when you said that. Maybe because we're drinking moonshine. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Moonshine make you very... <laughs> That's where naked but fully clothed came from. Mm-hmm. <laughs> naked but fully clothed. Yeah. Moonshine make you real truthful. Right. But um, I never heard a man say that specifically and that that far after when you got out of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I think you had just got out of the relationship with her. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then within like a season or two, then you met your beautiful wife. Mm-hmm. And then y'all quickly moved forward into into your life together. Yeah. Um, but I saw, I knew, I was like, well, whoever in my, whoever aunt date next is who's going to marry. Because mm-hmm. he's so once, I never heard a man who wanted to be married and settled as much as you did. Mm-hmm. Out loud, maybe mm-hmm. men feel that, but yeah. then I said it out loud, yeah. and it arrested my spirit when you said that because you don't hear you you know women. It's almost like a backdrop for our life after like thirty. You know what I'm saying? It's like the Sex in the City conversation. Right. Like it's coming. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But with men, you never hear them really say that. You know, um, even though you know you men want that, but you don't hear him say that. But you were so specific about that. And so when I met Keisha, I was like, yeah, that's she. He gonna marry her because it's right there. It's right there on the the, the grid of life is moving that direction. You know what I'm saying? She's healthy. She's balanced. You know what I'm saying? He loves her. She loves him. And those are really those. And y'all both are transparent with each other. But before, I mean, my own mama, my mom was like, oh, yeah, like, what, why, I, did, what I got to Why is she dating this chick? Why like, dating this chick? Like, she pretty. Mm-hmm. And my mama, she kept, she was like, she pretty. Um, she seemed like a nice person. It just don't seem like they, they, you know, Mesh, yeah, and you, know you what I'm saying? we have to learn to navigate, um, in what we desire, and because that's what that's what happens, we get caught up in what our desires mm-hmm. are, what our goals are, and we so get so caught up in that we don't realize that we're losing, and that's what happened. I yeah. lost a lot, yeah. like, I lost a lot, and like, I literally spent so much time trying to fix this young lady broke myself completely like mm-hmm. i'm talking like i stopped working as much you know what i mean like every aspect physically of it. right spiritually like, poetry, like i stopped doing i stopped writing poetry for a long time yeah. like i stopped being creative because i had poured so much energy into this person like you know because they were like and i never say that i've never said this out loud but dealing with a person who is constantly fighting the thoughts of suicide is so depleting it's hard it is so depleting. Like Sorry. every time they leave the house, you're worried that I'm gonna be dead when right. I see them next. Like is this gonna be the last time I see them? You know, to to literally have them call you on numerous occasions, like I'm gonna drive off this bridge or I'm gonna jump off this bridge. People don't understand how depleting that is. Like you know, uh, people think that strong people or people like me, I'm a fixer. I'm a, I'm a you know, everybody yeah. sees me as strong and okay. But I even get tired now. In the sense of helping people, I get tired. No, I mean, it might not show in my face. I mean, I show in my actions. You're shut down, though. But I, yeah, I get, you know, you get emotionally drained, man. Everybody, whether they realize it or not, the human, like on the Matrix tip, everybody's a battery. Mm. Like everybody is, in a sense. And you only have so much power yeah. inside of you. And with, so you could be literally in a situation where your power, you're using your power to re energize yourself, mm. or you're using your power and you're expelling it. And nothing else is re-energizing mm-hmm. you. And that's what I was in. I was in a situation where I was using all of my energy, Just all of my power, person. 
all of my creativity, mm-hmm. all of my, to try to fix them, to mm-hmm. try to be their counselor, their father figure, their mm-hmm. everything, to mm-hmm. fix their their relationship issues with their family, their mm-hmm. friends. Like every time they got into a relationship, no, no, I'm going to sit you guys down. Let's talk about this, such and such and such. Mm-hmm. I ended up turning into this person's, and I hate to say it like this, which I ended up trying to be this person's God when God is who they needed to see. Amen. You know what I'm saying? And so I was doing her a disservice by trying to fulfill everything that she needed. And in, in turn, doing myself an even greater disservice. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then on top of that, not fulfilling what I actually wanted. Yeah. You know? And so uh, relationships can be that way. They and can we, be. And we have be. to, like, relationships are great. Like, real talk. And there were moments in that relationship where I was like, man, this is the best thing on yeah, earth. Man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God. Yo, you know what I mean? Because that person still has that charm that attracted you to them. Exactly. It's that dark side that could be overwhelming sometimes. Exactly. And also with relationships. In non-romantic relationships, friendships, people need to talk about these things out loud. Exactly. Because, like, you know, it's years later, and, but maybe you can't talk about it when you're in the storm. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, me and you just most recently started having this conversation about this. You know, it took me a full yeah. year to be able to say his name out loud. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I was so broken mm. like broken like you know going to the thinking about suicide mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying thinking about not being here anymore because mm-hmm. i needed to take a nap right and a long nap was yeah. something that was a well, thing you, that i was thinking especially about especially when you have validated you have validated yourself so much like i help i know you you know what i'm saying yeah. and, and some of the stuff that you yeah. were doing in that relationship i was like that is not my sister well you know i just would want in the short term just make them happy so i won't get yelled at i get hit or get just felt put down for that time our day um with him you know what I'm saying? He has so many demons and he still do. Mm-hmm. And I can't, you know, even though I'm a counselor, I can't be with somebody who's on that edge. Mm-hmm. I can't be with somebody who needs counseling. You know, like you can't, if I'm a, I'm a counselor, social worker, educated by nature. Mm-hmm. But I can't be with somebody I need to educate. Right. Social work or counsel because I need to take that. I need to take that at the door when I come home. Yeah, I want to help my, my exactly. love, my, my love mate. Yeah, yeah. They want them to help me. I want to help them. But to the point where you need like uh, professional help, mm-hmm. but you won't get it. You just figure you can lay on your partner to kind of take care of it. That's not that's not fair. And some some of that has not to, suffering all the time. Exactly. And some of that I can I can acknowledge. Some of trying to help has to do <coughs> with my own ego, and mm-hmm. so I had to learn to deal with my own ego on that and trying to be able to fix everybody and mm-hmm. everything like and this is a problem for you because you let yourself get into the situation by not recognizing that you can't fix everybody yeah. bro like sometimes you need to sit the f down and, and you know what yeah. i mean and and let a person navigate their problems on their own and so that's that was an ego problem for me to mm-hmm. to recognize that you're not superman mm-hmm. you know and, and and i didn't realize that until after the relationship like cause, you know you get to a, to a space where it feels good when you, you accomplish mm-hmm. certain things with that person like okay i accomplished this and mm-hmm. so kind of oh yeah boom boost the mm-hmm. ego i did that you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but then it's all these other problems yeah so you're still asking <laughs> out things that you gotta do right. and they have to inevitably take care of them themselves mm-hmm. my whole thing was move i never lived with someone mm-hmm. so i didn't know the um I didn't know 